Hello, everybody, listening to the Fair Weather Podcast. It's your boy, 2K Suave, uh, representing the Philadelphia Phillies. I got my boy, A-Rod, not the real A-Rod, but the you know the fake A-Rod, representing who? Hey, what are you talking about? I'm the original A-Rod. Get that <laughs> out of here. Repping New York Yankees opening day, boy. The trash-ass Yankees. We're going to see how this season – y'all bought a team, so – you guys, right now, you guys remind me of the like for real, like the Brooklyn Nets. Y'all like the like the Bronx Bombers and the Brooklyn Nets are the same team right now. <laughs> I beg to get, I beg to differ. I don't want to get into baseball topics right now. <laughs> so, um, we got a we got a really uh, good script for you guys today. Last give me the rundown. Give me the rundown. We're gonna give you rundowns from now on when we yeah. start. So. We're going to talk about NFL trades and how they're impacting the draft going on. Three teams decided to, you know, play the switcheroo game in the draft. Much to my chagrin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go over some NBA controversy going on with the buyout market. Uh, and then Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers with KD and Michael Rappaport. Big yikes. Uh, and then last, we're going to we're gonna have some fun today. I know we do the where do you go to college a lot. Uh, so we're going to kind of skip on that, and we're going to go to our take on uh, what our all-time best sports movies are. Since Stephen A. wanted to chime in, we decided we had to make a list too. This is episode fifteen, so you know we, you know, it's it's a, it's a cool number, a nice round whole number, not round well, It's a nice number. Fifteen is a nice number, so we're about to have some fun. Let's do it. All right, man, kick it off. Let's go. Where we, where we starting at? Um. So. There were three teams leading up to the draft that decided to say, hey, we got to move up. We got to move down. Let's, you know, let's make some trades happen. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers, Dolphins, Eagles shake things up in the draft. Uh, the 49ers have now moved up to number three. The Dolphins have moved to six and the Eagles to 12. Is that correct? That is correct. Woof. I just did it off the dome, too. So it went, it went, it went, and the original trade was. The 49ers moved from 12 to 3, and the Dolphins moved from 3 to 12. And then somehow we got tricked into going from 12, from 6 to 12. And the Dolphins, so basically the Dolphins made out like bandits. And, and what's funny is I heard the Eagles wanted to move up to 3, too, and they decided yeah. to go back to 12. Thank, thank the Lord we didn't go up to 3, because I already know what that would have meant had the Eagles gone up to 3. I mean, for sure we're going to draft the quarterback. And that is not what this draft is for for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles right now. We're not drafting the quarterback. I'm already I'm already on edge about Howie Roseman. Like I I've said it multiple times on this show. I know when we fight when we're going through who should we get rid of between Howie Carson and uh, Dougie P. I've all I've been on the on the beating his horse saying we need to get rid of Howie Roseman because he's a terrible GM. And I don't know what direction we're going in right now, but I'm trying to make the most of it, if that makes any sense. I mean, you want my GM? I'll, I'll, I'll make a petition to have him go back to Philly. No, 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 no. See, what <laughs> we, what the problem that we have is that we, and it's crazy because I can't stand him. Um, but there's a, there's a gentleman that played for the Cowboys that now play that play for us. What is his name? He played for the Cowboys, and then he played for uh, 
the Eagles. He was a cornerback. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Defensive back. Anyway, he said that he was in our locker room and we had like a Super Bowl hangover. And is it Orlando Scandrick? Yeah, Orlando Scandrick. I can't stand. I can't stand him. Okay, I can't stand him. But He's been every team but the Giants in the NFC. Exactly. I honestly can't stand him. But he was right. Like you can tell that all these GMs and execs were sitting on their high horse thinking, oh yeah, we we did that. You know, we we so good. And it's been downhill ever since. Like we progressively gotten worse ever since that Super Bowl. And this this draft is so important. I went on this, I came on this episode, I think it was episode three. When we were talking about the, the New York Giants and we, I was like making fun of the Giants and Joe Judge and all those fuck, oh, all those crybabies, right? Yeah. Right now, the Giants look 40 times better than us. And I feel like I've been cursed for for making fun of the Joe Judge and the Giants. They got Kenny Galladay. They got Dory Jackson. They re-signed uh, your boy, that should have the, the former Jet. Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams. Uh, they look great, and we are we tanked to get the, to number six, and we came back to twelve. So I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. We ran the numbers, and the shit didn't add up there with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, usually when you win a Super Bowl, the the trend is you keep going in an upward motion. I think you and the Bucks are uh, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl in two thousand two. And they just kind of tanked after that and were historically bad after that or the, the two, you know, teams that stick out to me being progressively bad after that. Um, but, hey, maybe maybe there's something we don't know about what the what the Eagles are doing. Do you, know, do you know do you know when I knew it was going to go bad? When we won the Super Bowl, Doug Peterson wrote a book a month later off of one Super Bowl. He wrote a book, <laughs> a book. We built a statue already of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson after one Super Bowl. And that's when I knew we're not ready. We're not ready for the we're not ready for for the for the limelight. Hey, at least at least you got one, which is good. That's that's good to have that. But I'll, I can tell my kids who I'm gonna force to be Philadelphia Eagle fans as well, uh, whenever they're born. I in my lifetime, I was able to witness a Philadelphia Eagle Super Bowl. I've seen a Phillies Super Bowl. Go Phillies, by the way. I'm waiting to get – I've seen Allen Iverson World win Series. game one World against Series. the Lakers. What's up? World Series, not a Super Bowl. I said – oh, my bad. World <laughs> Series. I am so sorry. I saw Allen Iverson win game one against the Lakers when he stepped over Tyron Lue. Uh, so that, to me, was a, a victory in itself. So my, my, my professional teams, I've seen in my lifetime do well. I used to be a Red Wing fan. And they were good when I was living in Detroit. Now I'm a Lightning fan, and they're doing well since I've been in Tampa. It, I, all my professional teams have been successful at some point, and I can tell my kids that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so let's 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 talk about these these trades and how they're going to impact the team. So, what does that mean uh, for these teams' needs now? The 49ers, the 49ers moving up. Um, you know, they can cookie cut everything and say, you know, blow smoke up everybody's ass and say, Jimmy G is our guy. Hmm. But we all know what they're trying to do. We all know what they want. Come there. on. Really? Are they really going to try to trick us? Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. They, their GM, who was it? Uh, John Lynch, right? He admitted that they were trying to get Matthew Stafford from Detroit. But Jimmy Garoppolo is our guy. Stop playing. Jimmy yeah. G is good. Jimmy G. 
Jimmy G might be the starter on day one. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. because he might. They might. They're still gonna, but they're gonna draft a quarterback. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Jimmy G might not finish the season as a starter. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So here's my question to you. I'm, I'm gonna flip it on you real quick. Flip now, it. I know that you're very naive. Uh, we're gonna have our uh, our pre-draft. Um, what do you call it? Mock put, drafts. Yeah, we're gonna put three mock drafts out leading up to the to the we'll, draft. We'll have one coming in, in, in a day or two or so. Um, but I know you're very naive and think you're going to draft something else that's not a quarterback, but all fingers point towards you guys dropping the quarterback at, at number two. So we know Jacksonville is going Trevor Lawrence. We're assuming y'all go Zach Wilson. Assuming. I hope not. I hope we go O-line, but it's looking like that. So if, you, if they go, if y'all go Zach Wilson, who do you think the 49ers would much, would much rather have at three if they can't get Zach Wilson. So I've been I've been trying to stay up with this the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And you know everybody's having their pro days or their combines at their schools right now. Yeah. And I feel like the 49ers are now the now the Jets and the 49ers are have everybody guessing who's going at two and three. Mm-hmm. Because you saw everybody's pro days and they all were great. I mean granted Trey Lance doesn't hasn't played that much of football, but he was expected to go three first of all of these guys they made a jump and said oh we really want Trey Lance yeah then Justin Fields puts on a show at Ohio State and then four was a 4440 yeah so there's speculation of of Fields and then Mac Jones just goes up there and he's got like the ultimate you know NCAA freaking squad out there and yeah. he can do it with all of his players Makes he's got easy. two He's got easily three, four first round offensive players uh, to play with out there. So now they're saying Mac Jones's value is is getting higher and higher and higher. So I really don't know if it, if it was my guess, I think the safest pick there um, just would be Justin Fields, uh, just because of where he's been rated going into this draft, uh, getting to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. overcoming an inj- a major injury and still playing through it and still having a pretty good game at that, you know, um, th- that would be my pick. There's just not that much sample on Trey Lance, in my opinion. Yeah, to people- be a top three, to be a top three pick and you haven't played football in some time. Year. He played one game last year. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's really, not, really not a lot to, to go off of. And you played North Dakota State. Like, yeah. you didn't play at Alabama. You, you know who else played at North Dakota State? He's not on your team anymore, so don't worry about it. But that's – I was hearing <laughs> that we like Trey Lance, and I was like, well, here we go. We're going to replace North Dakota State with North, with North Dakota State. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> hey, man, I, I get it. And then my last argument for Mac Jones is just he has an, a great offense to work around. Mm-hmm. So he's set up for – you know, success there at Alabama. Correct. But when you put him on a shit team, can he can he turn can he make that happen? Mm-hmm. So, my guess would be a Justin Fields. That would be my my guy if I were the 49ers who I would take. But you know, all cards are off the table. I'm all praying. Right. I'm praying they get Zach Wilson. Like I, I want that. Oh, for this them. is what I'm. This is what I'm going to ask you. Let's. We're gonna we're gonna be not naive. Okay, you guys are drafting the quarterback. Okay, who would you? I, and then I was listening to other people talk and people are saying that they should hold on to Darnold and draft a tackle or go draft Jamar Chase or something. But if you have to draft a quarterback, 
that's not named Trevor Lawrence, who would you rather have out of those guys? Me, I, I just don't want to ruin their careers. That's that's it. But if, if you if, have to draft a quarterback, if I had to, I, had to I'd, I mean, I'd stick with Zach Wilson. Okay. okay. I, I I don't like any of them to be honest with you. I I really don't. Really. Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not. This happens every year with quarterbacks. All the they'll overlook quarterbacks and they'll draft quarterbacks and they'll put them into situations that are just not bad and then they get lost in the system. Mm-hmm. You know. Y'all did it with Sam. We did it with Sam, but <laughs> but it happens. It happens a lot with with football. They they overlook quarterbacks. Like look at that guy that um oh I think it was the Browns. They took him. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He How long ago is this? This is like six seven years ago. Was he from Notre Dame? Was it Jimmy Clausen? No. Well, Jimmy Clausen's another good example of one. Yeah. He just put him on a really bad team. And they, they, they couldn't do anything. And then enter the Cam Newton era, and everything was fine after that. So not Johnny Manziel, not Jimmy Clausen, not... Uh... Nah, it wasn't. It was even Johnny Manziel. You put him on a really bad team. There was nothing... But Johnny is just... Johnny is just Johnny. Johnny's an idiot. Johnny's another thing. Johnny yeah, is another idiot. thing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's instances where you have quarterbacks like a Mitchell Trubisky who was way overlooked, and you put him in an offense that was... It wasn't bad, but there was there was tools for him to use there and to succeed. And he was just really, really bad. Yeah, so yeah, no, no. Mitchell Trubisky is terrible. Yeah, no, no, no. Terrible. I'm not, I'm not making a case for him. I'm just giving you an example that there's one where that's on the that's on the teams that drafted him when you could have had other players. But because you're because the problem with so your argument, you feel like the Jets don't ever put weapons around the quarterback that you have. My team never drafts offense they okay but the bears have weapons and trubisky just failed you know like they they picked up andy dalton and called him qb1 qb1 andy dalton old ass you know redhead (laughs) and he has weapons a robs resigned mooney's good um God, I can't even think of the offense right now, but they got weapons. They got a good running game uh, with Montgomery. You guys have Robbie Anderson, and look what he did in Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater. He What's had a pre- he had a pretty good year. He's just not a one. He's like a two. So if you would, yeah, gone- yeah, we had DJ Moore to the side, so that helps a lot. But and Curtis Samuel too. Yeah, and Curtis, who's now what? Who's Curtis with now? Uh, Washington. Washington. Correct. But but yeah, like we don't value players. Like Robbie Anderson, by all means, would not be too. Y'all tried. No, no, no. Y'all tried. I mean, y'all went after Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, that that failed. But he's a Le'Veon Bell. Three, four years ago, was the best running back by a mile in football. He also, he also took a year off of football, so it's scary to even. But y'all still, it. it's not like y'all don't try. It was. We don't try. We just don't succeed at it. We don't succeed, and we don't make the best signings. Which see, which I need to do. We're talking about the Jets. I know we're supposed to be talking about 49ers and the Dolphins, but first of all, y'all obviously failed with Adam Gase. That was a blatant error. Todd Bowles was a defensive coach, and it just didn't help your offense enough. And then Robert Salah is another defensive coach. It really – y'all just need to – y'all need to put a team around – depending on what you do at quarterback, you guys need to do a better job catering – to the quarterback's needs. Even if you don't have an offensive coach or the greatest offensive coordinator, you need to do a better job catering to the needs of that kind of a player. So if it's Darnold, I mean, Darnold 
to me, I, I like Darnold. He's not a bad guy. He just throws a lot of interceptions for my liking. He's he's not as accurate. So, you know, you need you need him to have you need somebody as like a security blanket. Y'all need to go. If y'all had Kyle Pitts, that's a great security blanket, a tight end that can do everything. You know, yes, it is. I agree. A running back that can do everything that will help a lot too. But because getting like getting Jamar Chase, I don't think will help you guys at all. I've been saying since since day one that the things that the Jets need to do is always protect the offensive players, like mm-hmm. the quarterback. Get the line, get the yeah, line. Not Beckton, and I like that. Getting Sewell would be good. And now you have the foundations of like a, a Mangold and a DeBricka Shaw Ferguson up there, and you're yeah. starting to put the right guys around it. Um, and but, then you have another pick in the first round too. Yeah, we have two first round picks, and oh, I don't yeah. want to move. I don't want to move any of these guys. Keep them. You know, I know Deshaun Watson is out there. I know Russell Wilson is out there, but you gotta you gotta keep these picks. Gotta get so, young. Deshaun, we don't even know what's going on with that, so I would even, I wouldn't even be so I wouldn't even be so happy about that just just, just yet because that's obviously a huge thing that he's dealing with. Um, but within your division, the Dolphins, to me, see here's here here's what you got to be nervous too. You got to be nervous as a Jets fan, okay? The Bills are good. The Patriots are about to be good again. The Dolphins are not getting any worse than they were last year, and they're ten and six last year. So they obviously traded back to six. What do you think they're doing at six? So we're gonna do them again. We're gonna post our mocks. Trevor's gonna be gone. Zach Wilson will probably be gone. I don't think Sewell will be there. So they're looking at probably getting a Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. I I, they got to go offense. I've been saying it since the get go that they got to. They got to go offense, but let's be honest. Um, the Dolphins have been really bad historically at drafting players lately. So yeah. the only the only upside of this is Laramie Laramie Tunsil turned into like a plethora of draft. He turned into a lot, <laughs> which is good. But you weren't yeah. able to keep him, and you weren't able to keep Minka Fitzpatrick. So those are two big names right there. But think about are- it: they let Minka walk, and they still had a good defense last year because they were able to replace him uh, with Xavier Howard. It might, it, it, Right. So, well, yeah, Byron Jones to Byron Jones. Yeah. So to me, it's the Dolphins you got to be concerned about. So what do you think? I'm always concerned. I'm always concerned with the Dolphins. So what I've been saying is the best thing for Tua is to give him some toys. Yeah, he has Devontae Parker, but Devontae Parker isn't a one receiver. He's more of a two. Not at all. Yeah. They're going to get a running back. And a wide receiver this draft. Just like y'all need a running back and a wide receiver this draft. <laughs> I don't think they'll draft running back first round though. I, I don't think they'll they'll do that. I, I I've been hearing that they look they're looking at Travis Etienne. Yeah, they're looking at him, they're looking at Najee Harris, they're looking at um the kid from North Carolina. Yeah, they're looking at all options, but I think a lot of people are trying to specify what they like like the draft always specify what you really need and get the best uh player that's gonna fit your scheme. So I think in this case, the Dolphins need to go wide receiver first. There's three really good wide receivers on the board. Uh, and then there's, if you want to take that guy from Florida, and then there's another one from Minnesota, I believe, that are up there as well. So there's, there's Rashad Bateman. There's um, Rondell Moore, who had a crazy combine. There's uh, obviously Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts. They got Tony that they can get in the second. This is a very deep – that's why I feel like you guys should not be too concerned – like you, personally, as a Jets fan, 
don't be too concerned having to draft a, a wide receiver at three no, because this is such a deep draft at receiver. It, it is, but it's always it's always a, a deep draft at receiver or the next season is at corner or something. But it no, was this a, was significantly deep at receiver. It was, it was deep last year too. We took Mims in the second round, so I'm, yeah, not, Mims, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I just want to get the right pieces around my player. Correct. But back, back to the Dolphins, get to a toy on offense, and then I think I think they could go either O line or something on defense like a linebacker to replace the Van Noy. So that's that would be my guess for them to possibly make moves there. At um, six, yeah, I don't think they'll go linebacker. Yeah, they got two first round picks. I know. Oh, well, yeah, the, the second pick they'll probably, yeah. probably yeah, the second one. Yeah, the, the first pick is going to be an offensive. Yeah, weapon. first pick has but, to be the best offensive weapon available in my opinion, which is either Pitts or Jamar Chase. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be one of those guys, um, and then the next pick I'm saying down the road is going to be some type of linebacker there. That'll, that'll be going to the You team. know what will stress me out? Because you know how we were we were the sixth pick. We know first pick is going to be quarterback. We're assuming second pick is going to be quarterback. And third pick will be quarterback, quarterback correct? Yeah. Four is – who's four? The Bengals or mm-hmm. – Where's Bengals? So four is the Bengals. Now, they should go get uh, Sewell if he's available to protect Joe Burrow, who's coming off an ACL yeah. injury. But Joe Burrow has been pushing for Jamar Chase. He has been. And and they've been linked to Kyle Pitts too, man. Could you and, yeah. So you know, you know what the <laughs> Eagles could use if we were still the sixth pick? If somehow no, no, no. The Falcons are four. The Falcons are four. The Bengals are five. That's right. Yeah. The Falcons. So the, if if Sewell's there at four, I don't see them not picking Sewell. But if somehow Sewell slips to like the sixth pick and the Dolphins can get him at six, I will my heart out my heart will fall out of my body because we could use like as much as I want Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase, if we can get Panay Sewell, you would not hear a peep out of me. I will literally go drink a bottle of champagne to the face because why? Our offensive line is aging and we need somebody like him. Like we don't have anybody. That like what's his name? Uh, God, uh, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, and Kelsey are all in their thirties. Mm-hmm. And then we we screwed up on, on Andre Dillard. Siamalu is not good, and I don't even think I don't even know I don't even think we have him anymore. Our left side is so compromised right now. So if we're gonna go all in on Jalen Hurts. I say we go if we had if we had the opportunity to get a Sewell at six. I wouldn't mind. And I'll go go to court. I'll get another receiver with the 37th pick. I would not mind at all. So I don't know. There's so many weird things that can happen, but with the 49ers trading up to three, it's like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. It, it, it messes everything up. Yeah. <clears throat> we could see four quarterbacks go with the first four picks, which is crazy too. Who would be the fourth? The, the um, Falcons could take a quarterback. They're getting old there and they, they're linked to a quarterback. I, I, don't, I don't think they will, but. I think if they were gonna go to they were gonna get a quarterback, it would have been uh Fields. I don't think I Fields is gonna make it past three. They're not gonna draft Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is gonna go three. I hate to say it. I really think you think Trey will. Lance will go three. I don't think he should, but I think he will. Over Fields, did you see Fields? He looked pretty good. He's four yeah, four forty. Right. He, he played at Ohio State, real competition. He smashed Clemson in the playoffs. You're, you're, I agree with everything you say. I'm just looking at what people are looking at and what mock drafts are saying. 
and everybody is for some reason very high on Trey Lance. I'm not sold on the guy. I told you one well, game. No, no, no. I watched his pro day. Trey Lance is nice. Like oh, he's I, I wish I didn't watch that pro day because to me he's probably already better than um than my quarterback. Um, God, I already forgot his name. I'm terrible. Hurts uh, to say that. Jalen Hurts. God. And I like Jalen Hurts. Like as a human being, I love Jalen Hurts. I love that he goes through that animosity and all that stuff, right? And he has the the the, the skill set, I think, to be in a pretty decent quarterback. But I watched Trey Lance and his intent, the way he looked. I was like, all right, this this guy, this guy's good. No, Trey Lance is good. I wouldn't say top four or top three good, but he's good. He's good. If the if the Jets pass on Wilson and, and take Sewell. I'm buying a jersey. I'll buy it. I really will. You want to buy an offensive tackle first, jersey? First offensive tackle Get jersey. Get out of here. I will do it. Nobody I'm does that. I'll do it. I'll do it. So, so your Eagles are now at 12. Yeah. Let's talk about you. What do you think they're looking at? Because I, I have them projected to get Waddle there. I think Waddle would be a good pick nah. for you right there. What What do you want them to, to take there? What do I want? Or do I what do I think is gonna happen? What do you ideally let's 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 pick your brain? What do you think they're gonna do there? What do you want and what do you think the actual pick will be there? What I want is for us to have not have traded that pick in the first place and still have the, the sixth pick where we could possibly get a Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Did you get another first this. rounder out of it? Say what? Did you get another first rounder out of it? <laughs> we <laughs> so so we traded down from six to twelve. We got third round pick as what well, third or fourth round pick this year as well. And then we have now next year's first, maybe next year's second. I don't remember. I have to. I have to double check. I don't like to be wrong. Let's look. I, we don't have another first this year. I know we only have we only have know, one. I know that. Yeah, one we first. only have one first round pick. You, you so we got year. we got the six. We went from six to twelve. Mm. We got a fourth round pick out of it, and then we have the Dolphins twenty twenty two first round pick. Okay, so you got two first round picks. So overall, we we accumulated on a lot of picks. We look like OKC Thunder of the NBA. Like we got we got picks. The problem is. Who's picking these players? It's Howie Roseman. I don't trust Howie Roseman to make any right decision, okay? I've been beating this this, this dead horse for years now. Well, months now. We drafted J.J. Arcego-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. We drafted J.J. Arcego-Whiteside over D.K. Metcalf. We played D.K. Metcalf twice, and he's destroyed us twice. Because of that, we follow that up by drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, who I thought should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year. I will repeat, we followed that by drafting Jalen. No, no offense. I like you, Jalen. You're a cool guy. You humble. His dad played for the Eagles. It's a legacy thing. It's cool. But we drafted Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. So we can acquire as many picks as we want. Why the hell should I trust Howie Rosen, Howie Roseman to be our general manager to pick the right players? I don't trust him at all. 
So what do I think we're gonna do at twelve? We'll probably do some dumb shit and draw and draft like Kyle Trask, the quarterback from Florida, because we're so, oh, you know, we're so innovative and we're smart, right? Uh realistically, what I think could possibly happen, honestly, though, because we we have needs throughout the whole both sides of the football. We have needs to offensive line, linebacker, secondary, uh, skill position receiver. There's a lot of needs. And maybe quarterback. We don't know what we have with Jalen Hurts, okay? I think first round, we if, if Devontae Smith is there, we're going to draft him. I I wanted Devontae when, – when we first got the sixth pick, I said we were tanking for Devontae Smith anyway, right? Somehow he slipped. People are so concerned about his frame. He's in college. He's, he's 20 – what, 21? 22 max he's in college when you get to the nfl they give you an nfl diet you're making millions of dollars now you're on an nfl diet he will go from 170 to 185 overnight and he'll be 190 before you know it so i'm not i'm not concerned about his frame whatsoever so if if Devontae smith is there at 12 it would be foolish not to draft him like foolish and i don't think harry roseman wants that heat so I think he, if he's there at 12, we're going to draft uh, Devontae Smith. If, if he's not there, then we'll probably go um, if Patrick Sertain, uh, the cornerback. We'll probably go with him. And in the second round, we'll, we'll probably go get a receiver. We've been, we've been looking at um, Tony from Florida, uh, their, their receiver that played at Florida. We were looking at uh, Terrace Marshall uh, at LSU who also ran a 4-3-8, just like Jamar Chase, if I'm not mistaken. And he looked good at his pro day, too. So if Javier Roseman wants to keep his job and keep me happy, he either goes Devontae Smith in a corner in the second round, or if Devontae Smith is not there, only if Devontae Smith is not there. Jalen Waddle, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I, I'm not hundred percent. I don't know what, I don't know how I feel about Jalen Waddle for, for some reason. I, I don't know. For some reason, I prefer us to get Devontae Smith over Jalen Waddle. Some mocks have Waddle going higher than Smith, which is crazy. Which I understand, but this dude just want to, the, when have you ever seen a receiver win Heisman? There's a reason for that. He's that good. Yeah. As small as he, they people think he is as far as his frame and not as fast as everybody else say that he is, he still had 20-plus touchdowns and was the Heisman winners for a reason. And so Devontae Smith is there at 12. Why the hell will we not draft him? And don't get me wrong. Like, I like Waddle's heart to play in the national championship, but, bro, That was out. dumb. That was dumb. That was just dumb. That was That's dumb. Like, that kind of hurts me on his on his character a little bit, just to say I'm gonna draft a guy that could potentially tell me that he's all, you know, rolling. I'm good. Off. I could play. The dude limped onto the field and then limped off the field. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't look good. Um, yeah. Yeah. We got we've got draft boards coming. Uh, we'll have three of them before the draft. Uh, they're gonna be changing, obviously, with what news comes in. So stay on the lookout for that. Uh, so let's go NBA now. There's a whole lot of controversy going on in the NBA. Um, the Nets are getting better by the day. Uh, the Lakers just signed Drummond. The buyout market is amongst us. Players are getting bought out. Uh, 
Griffin One, Drummond, Aldridge, uh, Gorgie Dang, Jeff Teague, all finding homes. Uh, then there's also speculation about other players that could get bought out, the Otto Porters, uh, the Austin Rivers. I think Austin Rivers already got bought out, but is looking for employment. Uh, there's a whole lot of guys that could get bought out. Mm -hmm. So there's an intriguing conversation uh, with a GM who was saying that this puts small market teams that are in the hunt for the playoffs at a disadvantage. Uh, and he's asking for there to be reform on the way the buyout market works. Cause basically you just get bought out and you say, well, I'm just going to finish the season on a minimum with the, with the best team in the NBA or a team that's looking like they're going to win it all. Mm -hmm. IE the Brooklyn Nets and my boy who I think is just the same person as me, just a little bit older, Stephen A. Smith, who we see eye to eye on every topic in sports <laughs> said it best that He's lost respect for Blake Griffin and Marcus Aldridge for used to be cornerstone pieces for an for an offense to take bench roles, basically, to win a championship. And Kevin Durant is doing it again with a heavily, you know, artillery type of team. Like, you don't need to see this. Like, you've done it already. You you I feel like I feel like basketball now, like you say it all the time. You're going to beat a 36 year old man. So let's, it's like- Everybody gearing up to beat the yeah, Brown James. gearing up to do it. <laughs> so do you agree with what this GM is saying? Do you think the buyout market really is a bad, is bad kind of for the NBA? And do you think it deserves some type of reform? Like, do you think players in the buyout market, teams should be only entitled to take like maybe one or two players as opposed to everybody jumping ship and then, oh, I've been there the entire season. Now I'm going to get cut because Blake Griffin got there type of move. What I feel about the Brooklyn Nets and what I feel about the buyout market are not the same because two things can be true, how I see things, okay? Am I happy that Brooklyn did all this stuff? Absolutely not. I am a Sixers fan first, and that's our number one competition is the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, okay? And I don't want to see Brooklyn beat us, but I already expected Brooklyn to beat us, but now it's like, well, damn, how much more help do y'all need, right? Agree. And then I'm a LeBron James fan second. And I'm like, damn, how much help do y'all need to beat LeBron James, right? But is the buyout market bad? No. I don't think it's bad. Because if you have a Blake Griffin or the Marcus Aldridge and Andre Drummond, and your team is so trash still, and the best option that you can make financially, instead of keep paying this player, is to buy him out, hoping that they don't take the whole salary, that they're the whole salary, so they can go be theoretically a free agent. That's your prerogative. That is your prerogative as a team that you have former All-Star, maybe Hall of Famer Blake Griffin, former All-Star, maybe Hall of Famer Marcus Aldridge, former all-star Drummond, former all-star, whomever else you want to mention that's been bought out in the last, you know, how many years? Dwayne Wade was once bought out of his contract. You know what I mean? Like, these things happen, right? Once the, you're bought out of your contract, you are a free agent, okay? Now, do I like to see competition in the NBA? I love it. I'm happy. Like, I look at the East, Brooklyn aside, if they didn't go crazy, right? 
Brooklyn's good. Philly's good. Miami got better with Victor Oladipo. Um, uh, I mean, gee, the, the, the Bucks are good. Um, the Bulls got better. The Knicks are, are, are decent. Like, I like competition. Don't get me wrong, right? But what is the difference if they would have traded Blake Griffin to the Brooklyn Nets for a second-round draft pick? Nobody would say nothing because it's the GM that did that decision. If they would have traded Drummond to the Lakers for a second-round draft pick in 2027, nobody would say anything because the GM did it. But if the GM said, I'm going to buy you out, go pick wherever you want to pick, I'm a free agent, right? I'm 35, 36, 37 years old. Why would I sign with the Memphis Grizzlies when I can go play with Brooklyn, LA Clippers, LA Lakers, or the Sixers when I, or Milwaukee, when I know these four or five teams will probably be in the finals, I'm 35, 36. I don't, I don't fault them for wanting to do what they did. Is it annoying? Sometimes, but if, as a Knicks fan, right? If you're, if the Knicks were in, like right there and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge and whoever else was like, I'm gonna go play with the Knicks. I'm gonna go play with the Knicks. You wouldn't say nothing I know. because your team got better. Now yeah. for the, the case for the small market team, small market team, if you suck, you suck. Whether you're a small market or a big market, all these buyouts, don't go play for the Knicks. And the Knicks are the biggest market in all the professional sports, correct? It's Knicks, Yankees, Manchester United, like y'all top five Cowboys, top five, top six of the highest grossing franchises in professional sports. Ain't nobody signing with the Knicks. That's not, that's not, and you're a big market team. Yeah. We're going to sign as a free agent to go play with the team that makes the most sense for you at 35, 36, 34, 33. You know, it just makes sense. It's a it's a you're it's a remainder of the season deal. Why would you like if it's the remain if if it's March, right? Why would you go to the last place team instead of going to the first place team? It, it's common sense. Yeah, and that's that's my argument too. I, I agree with you on everything you're saying. Like you're you're giving up you know, your rights to play for a team. I shouldn't say your rights, your, your contract to play for a team and to pursue employment somewhere else. Right. Now it's up to you on what you want to do. Do you want to sign a long-term deal somewhere else? But this late in the season, nobody's going to give you a big contract. Exactly. So, so at this point, it's, I want to help a contender to win a championship. So I don't, I don't knock it. I just think it's like you said, very annoying very, yeah. it's, it, that's all it is. It's annoying. That's all it is it's, to me. It's, it's very annoying. annoying. And then, but I, I get the argument because there's small market teams like Portland that could make a run, uh, but teams don't want to go there because, you know, LeBron is out there in the West. Kawhi is out there in the West. So now that Clippers team that had no bench could eventually get filled up, which I still don't think will happen. Uh, bring Boogie Cousins. But Boogie going to be there. But think about bring, it. Bring a lot of techs over there, but think, but think about it. What is the difference of a GM sending a player there by and acquiring a second round pick in 2029, or a player just saying, "All right, I'm free. I can go sign wherever I want." There's no difference at all. Nothing. I guarantee you, who the guy who because they I don't think they named the the GM who said it, but I guarantee you it was probably the Oklahoma City guy who stock stockpiled on like 
400 picks for the next seven years. So yeah. I don't want to hear you say shit, man. You're in total rebuild mode yep. and you've got a lot of picks to try and right the ship. If you can draft KD, Serge Ibaka, uh, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden in four drafts, you can make it happen, man. And if you're a good GM, let's, let's, look, let's look at small market teams in the NBA. Can we consider Utah a small market or a big market? I would say very small market. Okay, Utah Jazz first place in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, San Antonio, small, small market or big market? Small market. They got how many rings? Five in the last 23 years? Five In the last 22 years, five rings. Yeah. Um, the Indiana Pacers, it's not a huge market, but they've been consistently a pretty good team for the last 25, 30 years. Yes. Um, so this notion that, oh, we're so, we're, we're small market, we don't have a chance. Listen, if you have a Kevin Durant, a LeBron James, a Dwayne Wade, a Dave, like if you have some, some of these players, your team has a chance. So if you draft, like OKC drafted Kevin Durant, you had Golden State down 3-1 and found a way to lose that one. So that's not the small market's fault. That's your fault for screwing up that that whole, that whole situation. Well, the, Utah the was winning the finals twice in a row. They lost it to Michael Jordan. But, hey, small market made it to the finals. So this whole oh, crybaby small market stuff, listen, do I feel bad for them? No. I don't feel bad for small market teams. John Morant is in Memphis. Build around John Morant. Damian Lillard is in Portland. I don't consider that a small market. Build around Damian Lillard. Like, you have Zion Williamson in New Orleans. Build around him. Be a, do a better job building around your stars. But the also, the also the crazy thing is these small market teams, Like I kind of don't want to hear them bitch because people invest in those teams. Like, look at the exactly. Cavaliers. Cleveland is a very small market team. I don't give a fuck. Cleveland. And you drafted one of the biggest sports players, icons ever. Exactly. And he was there for most of his career. Yeah, he won y'all one or two in Cleveland. He won one. one. He won one in Cleveland. He went to the finals at 22 and 07. Mm -hmm. Small market team, 22-year-old superstar, took him to the finals. Went to Miami, big market. And it came back to to bring y'all a championship. Stop crying. Yeah. Stop crying. But look at all the organizations, like that Chinese organization that put in uh, money for them, pumping money in. There's money yeah. coming in. Yeah. Usher investing in it. Correct. A whole bunch of different companies just investing in these small market teams. Justin and, Timberlake and, got money in um uh for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. He's part owner of the Grizzlies. That's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> there's there's money coming in. It's just how, like you said, how good of a GM are you? Exactly. How can you how can you make things better for your organization? Exactly. Just because you bought out Blake Griffin and you let him walk, you're hurting his chances of winning a championship in Detroit. You didn't make that team better. Correct. You didn't bring him anything. You didn't you assess your talent to, properly. <laughs> yeah, you have to assess your talent. So I'm not okay. I mean, I'm okay with the buyout market. It's all on the players' ideas of where their heads at at that. And it sucks yeah. they're going to Brooklyn. It sucks they're going to go to L.A. and Los Angeles. Yeah. Nobody wants to say, you know what? The Knicks are looking like they can make a run. I'm going to go sign in New York. It ain't happening. Like, everyone, everyone's like, oh, the NBA, Adam Silver should do something about this. What is it supposed to do? I am free to go anywhere I want. Why the hell am I going to sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Brooklyn Nets, over the Los Angeles Lakers, over the L.A. Clippers, over the Milwaukee Bucks? 
why would I sign? Why would I go? Why would I go leave a bad situation for a worse situation when I'm free to do whatever I want? And if you don't like the buyout market, they're just gonna trade him for a a future conditional second round pick, which means absolutely nothing still. <laughs> for all you people who hate the buyout market and play 2K and make those super teams to win the fucking finals, don't play Madden and make yeah, these super I teams. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. So shut up, okay? Because <laughs> you. Think about it. If we're both GMs, we're doing the same thing. If you're if you're Kevin Durant, I'm LeBron James. We're calling the same people. Hey, you buying out? You you about to be bought out? Hey, bro, come here. Of course you're gonna do that. Com- this notion that like it's not comp is and like again, is it annoying as a fan of the other team? Absolutely, because you're the fan of another team. But if it's your team, you're not gonna give two shits what anybody has to say about the buy mar- buyout market because the Knicks are a big market team. Philly is a big market team. If we can get these buyouts, I would not. Do you think I'm going to ever say anything? Am I annoyed about how it happened? Of course I'm annoyed. That's because I know my team can't beat that team. That's that's all I'm annoyed about. But the NBA is not doing anything wrong about the buyout market. And whenever I see people cry about it, yeah, it's annoying. But if it was your team, you wouldn't say anything. That's all I'm, that's all I'm business. saying. It's business. It's business. Yeah, it's business. So like an NBA finals with the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets is, is going to sell hella tickets. LeBron James, Anthony Davis versus Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. And then you can throw in Blake and LaMarcus. You can throw in Andre Drummond. Like that's, that's box office. Mm-hmm. It's box office though. It is. So now that we're stuck with the Brooklyn Nets talk, mm-hmm. uh, like I said earlier, Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers. Oh yeah, K- KDZ. <laughs> KD and, and, you know, my favorite New Yorker, Michael Rappaport. That's your favorite New Yorker? <laughs> he's he's one of the few. He's a he's a true hip hop historian. I, no, I, I he is for that. Did you, did you ever watch um All the Smoke? Mm-hmm. So he was on the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. Shout out to All the Smoke. Y'all probably not listening, but if you listen, get your boy on. You know, I'm always gonna plug us onto everything marketing, yeah. but but uh he was on all the smoke. And my level of respect for him grew. Like, I already like, I liked him in Prison Break. And he was in an episode of, like, a couple episodes in Friends. Like, I like Michael Rappaport. He's a, he's a funny, he's a funny dude, right? His level in, of knowledge of hip hop and just culture in New York is, is, is amazing. Like, it's really amazing. <laughs> Very. He did a, he, he did that whole Tribe uh, documentary. Correct. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did. He definitely he did that did. Whole entire documentary. Yeah, he was, definitely did. Really good. Yeah. But him and KD, who everybody thought had like a kind of a, a weird relationship, it was like, I don't know, I'm gonna talk down to you, but we're still friends. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have like our own little show and we're gonna read mean tweets and just comment meanly back to these people type thing. Goes really sour. Yeah. Um cancel culture is a big thing going on in our society right now. And I really hope we kind of tone it down because it's kind of getting annoying on some of the stuff where it's been annoying. I blame all these damn no no, shade room and all that stuff. I blame all y'all. Y'all, y'all annoy the hell out of me. There's there's some stuff that I understand, but every little thing getting down in the nitty gritty. Correct. It's, it's kind of an, it's kind of annoying. Very. Um, But Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport are going at it. Rappaport released the DM messages that he sent some. There's, you know, anti-Semitic things in there. There's stuff about his wife. There's derogatory uh, comments said towards him. Yeah. Um, and and in my opinion, you're a grown man. You're a grown man. Like, 
handle this as a grown man. I already think KD is a snake because he goes on super teams to win to win it. So now you're looking more like a snake by sliding in a man's DM saying all this hateful shit to him. You know, I don't know what the other conversation was. It could have been cut out. I really don't care. But it just looks like social media sometimes can be very harmful for an athlete. And this is one of those terms or one of these issues or one of these um, instances that you're seeing it. Correct. So how do you see this playing out for KD and this whole thing? Like, do you think there could be a suspension with all the hurtful shit he's saying? Like, I wish there was a suspension. I wish he was <laughs> it sounds right, shitty right. of me, but I'm going to break this one down, right? If everybody in corporate America's text or DMs was leaked to the boss, we'd all get fired. We'd all get fired. We'd all get suspended. We all get arrested. Something like if our DMs and texts were released to the public to see, we would all be in trouble. Okay. So my first gripe, and I love Michael Rappaport, but Mike, you can't release that to social media. I agree. Especially with somebody of the caliber of Kevin Durant. It's a like whole this, it's a, it's like a it's like a level of saltiness and crybaby that like it's like that's cold. Like there's some codes that we have. That's a code. That's snitching. That is all the codes that you can't that you can't break. He that was a major code violation by my by 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 Rappaport. Having said that, Kevin Durant. Now I woke up this morning thinking about this because it's still kind of like God, Kevin Durant. To me, if LeBron James wasn't in the NBA as the best basketball player I've seen since Kobe and since Mike and since Shaq, like Kevin Durant is a supremely talented basketball player, right? He wastes too much time dealing with people on, on social media. He does. Now, I understand as a man, if somebody says some shit about you on social media, you should, you have every right to defend yourself, right? But you are Kevin Durant. How many followers does Kevin Durant have? A lot. Yeah, a million plus. You're going to see derogatory comments your direction every single hour of the day because you're Kevin Durant. LeBron James gets it. Uh, Joe Biden gets it. Donald Trump gets it. Like, if you are a person of high importance to your profession, you're going to see a lot of stuff that you don't want to see. I, I posted something on my social, on my Instagram, I want to say last week, Sunday, uh, Cameron, you know, I love, I'm, I love Dipset, Cameron's my boy. Cameron said he's blocked 200,000 people on Instagram. Kevin, block him. Take some pointers from Killer. Block them. Stop feeding into all of this. Like every now and then, I'll post something on, um, like on, like a, like Bleacher Report will release something, right, or on Instagram, and I'll comment on it. And then everybody will say all this stuff on Bleacher Report about, oh, you ugly, da da da. If I had the, if you think I'm gonna respond to everybody who, I don't give a damn. <laughs> like trolling is a thing. Like people troll. People say things to get a reaction out of you. You know what I mean? Uh, and I feel like... And even at that, his, his responses suck. It's just like his interviews. 
Like they they dogged him for something that didn't. He's like, or it was Steve Kerr said something about him. He was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, oh man. But listen, take the Marshawn Lynch approach. I'm thankful. Like wh- what Marshawn Lynch does, why are we why do we praise Marshawn Lynch? But when Kevin Durant does the same thing, we we don't praise him. It's because he'll do that in an interview, but on social media, he's talking all this mess. He'll make a burner account. Like I want I want to make a burner account. Because sometimes I just want to say things too. But don't let the whole world know that you're making a burner account. You know what I mean? Like just leave this shit. Al- he's 32. You're not, he's not a kid. He's a grown ass man. And I know. Michael Rappaport just asked him, yo, why about his interview he did on TNT, right? Bro, just be like, just laugh. Like, okay. Like, okay, cool. Like, like let it let, let that shit go. You know what I mean? So I feel like Durant, for as great as like, if he was, if it was Kevin Durong, some random ass dude that plays in that plays overseas in Europe because he couldn't cut it in the NBA, and people were on your thing, cool, whatever. No one cares. You're Kevin Durant. Everything that you say is going to be publicized. Exactly. Let that shit go. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. You're and even at that, you're an adult. Yeah. You know, you don't need TikTok. You don't need none of that stuff. I get the Instagram, the Facebook, whatever. That's cool. Yeah. But like, you're like you said, you're in the public's eye. You're you one of the best players in the NBA. You've got your following. You've got your your fans, you've got all of that. You got rings, you got finals MVP, you got regular season MVP, you got scoring titles, you're a Hall of Famer. What are you what are you doing arguing with a C grade shit talker? Like yo, it's Michael, Michael Rappaport. Rappaport. Either. I know. It's Michael Rappaport. You know his job is to talk shit. That is how his comedy blew up because he's a great shit talker. Mm-hmm. If you if you take it to the levels of threatening his wife, spitting in his mouth or whatever he said anti-semitic homophobic stuff you have a problem like you are your sensitivity is way too high like me maybe i'm just cut i was born different and i'm cut different i don't pay people no mind i really don't care what people say because words is words like unless you directly threaten like somebody close to me or my or my life or something okay i'm gonna come back at you but if you say some dumb shit like yo your shoes is ugly today like okay whatever bro i don't give a fuck like i don't care and i feel like he he takes everything way too personally like if people say you trash that basketball bro you're gonna respond to that are you really gonna respond to that look i'm kevin durant and i'm gonna respond to this dumbass thing i'm trashing basketball LeBron James, you think LeBron James replies to everybody? Oh, he got this Mickey Mouse ring. He's not really good. Like, you think LeBron James gives a damn about every people say every time LeBron James posts something, go look at his comment. They say some shit about China all the time. You think he cares what Mike um Frazier that lives in in, in Memphis, Tennessee, is tweeting from his basement? Come on, <laughs> like, come on, Durant. Yeah, I like you. I know, like, I know people want to call him a snake. Listen, should he have went to Golden State? That was that was a snake move, but fuck, like, can you blame him? <laughs> can you blame him? Exactly. <laughs> like, people get on LeBron for doing the decision. He rose, he rose two million dollars for uh for the boys and girls club. Yeah. Like, people are always trying to find a way to to tear you down. If you let that get to your head, yo, block him. 
go on a social media cleanse, do something, but stop being so like you think Michael Rapport and Kevin Durant, if they're in the streets, you think Michael Rapport is gonna beat up Kevin Durant? No, absolutely not. So why is Kevin Durant so threatened by Michael Rapport that he had to say all this stuff? Come on now, like bro, calm yeah, calm that shit down, bro. It's whack. Grow up, grow up, people. Come on, you're you're better than this, man. Um, so let's let's wrap up our show. We usually do uh, where he go to college, but we're going to take a break from that. And we're going to pick our all-time best movies. You want to do top five? Top five. All right. Why are we doing this? Uh, Stephen A decided to do it on ESPN. And we really, we really liked the segment. So we want to you First of all, what do we think about Stephen A's? Do you remember what his list was? I don't have it. If you want to pull it up, that'd I'll be pull, great. I'll pull, it, I'll, pull it, I'm pulling it up for you right now. So first was any given Sunday. I know that. So, right. So. You know why I wanted to do this this segment? So my girl saw the list and she was like, oh, hell no, right? She's a sports movie fan. She likes that stuff, right? And I looked at that list. I was like, yo, this dude is wilder right now. So Stephen A. Smith, one through five, okay? His number one movie was Any Given Sunday. His number mm-hmm. two was Friday Night Lights. Number three, A League of Their Own. Uh, number four, Rocky Three, specifically. And then number five, he couldn't even pick a number five. He had... He had, remember the Titans loving basketball and he got game tied for fifth. So, you know, we normally do five people of where, where he played in college. We're not doing that today. We're doing our top five sports movies of all time. I'm going to let A-Rod take it off. What you got, bro? You want like my top five or just like in order or just? I want your top five in order. Okay. We're, we're going to get messy today. Okay. So at five, this was one of my favorite movies growing up. I'm a baseball player. I played baseball. I loved it. So I'm putting Sandlot at five. Okay. At four, I'm going to put Remember the Titans. Okay. At three, I got a love for basketball. I love Jesus of the Playground. <laughs> okay. He Got Game is such a really, really good movie about you know, the sport of basketball and father's love for his kid. Correct. You know? So he got game. This is a movie that's overlooked. And I think it's it's one that a lot of people should watch who, who love sports and are in small markets and think that Moneyball thing works. I'm throwing Moneyball at two. Wow, your top five. Wow. I like Moneyball. That's- that's it's my name in, my, in our in a fantasy baseball chat. I love Moneyball. <laughs> like, I love that movie. Moneyball is a very, very good movie. Wow, okay. And my last... I'm sorry, Stephen A., but I'm not even putting Any Given Sunday as my first one. I'm really going to put Friday Night Lights as my first one okay. because it shows the perfect scenario of how Texas covets football over children's progression in the state. Absolutely. And, and that's such a good movie. It's, yeah. it's such a good movie. Okay. This list was hard for me. It, it was hard I, for me. Too I like your list. I do like your list. Don't get me wrong. But, but I have other things. Like I had A League of Their Own on here too, which is another great movie. Yeah, it's in my top 10. Yeah. Any Given Sunday. Like I have a lot of movies on here that I even say. Okay. Now, what is that criteria of a sports movie? I want to know what you criteria. What do you, what is your criteria as a sports movie? Um... Field of Dreams is not a sports movie, okay? So people who think that's a sports movie, it is not. Field of Dreams is not. The premise has to be something involved with the sport. 
Like that's the main topic of the movie. Okay. So, you know, Raging Bull, another great movie in my top 10. It's about a boxer and, you know, all the crazy shit he goes through. Um, you just can't say like, I don't know, uh, fucking Jarhead and one of the guys in there was a, like a high school. Okay. Player. All right. All right. So for the give, a, give, give a little reason why you picked it too. For the purpose of my list, I'm going to purposely leave this specific movie off because me and my girl, we had a conversation about this and I think it's a sports movie. She doesn't think it's a sports movie. So it doesn't make the cut. I'm going to purposely leave it off. It's my favorite movie of all time. Space so it doesn't Jam. make the cut. It's Space Jam, okay? Space okay. Jam is my favorite movie of all time. I So when people ask me about Michael Jordan, I would never, ever, ever in my life say LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I always say he's 1A or 1B, and that's cool. But Michael Jordan is a mythical fe- like creature to me. Like I, I generally thought Michael Jordan was not a human being, right? So I, like, I see Michael Jordan as a superhero that's literally saved the world because of his basketball ability. <laughs> I would say I would say it's a sports movie with, so, with comedy and entertainment, you know, like all in it as well. I want to I want I want it to be my number 1, right? So, but for the purpose of this specific list, that's my number one overall favorite movie of all time, and I'm going to just purposely leave them leave that movie out, okay? I'm going to leave it out just for for kicks and giggles. I'm going to give you like specific wow, this is a sports movie. Like that's a Looney Tune cartoon. And Michael Jordan. So I can understand why people would assume that I can't make that a sports movie, okay? Okay, I got but, you on that. So, I don't know if I'm going to do one through five or five through one. I'm going to start with one through five, okay? Okay. So one and two are interchangeable to me because it really just depends on my mood, okay? Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans. So when I, 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 play, I play football for a little bit in high school, and because of that movie, it made me see football so differently. Like, football in Texas is literally a professional sport. They sell out Cowboy Stadium to go watch high school football in Texas. So, and then you watch that movie, it's, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans, the cult, the, the cultural racism and all that stuff that happened to Remember the Titans. It's like, you can't, you can't, that's a not miss movie. And when, when he said, you know, when a coach uh, on a sideline defensive coordinator was like, and make sure you don't give them another yard on, on this play. And today they're going to remember the day they played the Titans. Ooh, I got goosebumps, right? Yeah, you know what gave me you know what gave me goosebumps is when he threw the banana at him. Yeah, what, I was like, yes. So those two remember the Titans, Friday Night Lights, interchangeable. Okay. Number three, I got Coach Carter. Good movie. Other message movie. Like I'm a basketball is my first love before any before anything. It was always it was always basketball. That was my first love. Before I loved Alicia Keys, Topanga from Boy Meets World. Uh, before I loved uh, everything, it was basketball. So basketball was my first love. Coach Carter to me represented something like Timo Cruz and all these people. I love Coach Carter. I love Samuel Jackson. So I got that as my number three. Now the list after that is 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 tough. I wanted to put the sound lot. I couldn't put the sound lot. Okay. 
So I looked at some of the Rocky movies because he put Rocky three. I honestly really like Rocky one. So for the for the for for the thing of Philly that I have about about Philly, I gotta have Rocky in my top five. It's either There's four, the man. You it's either to. four or five. I haven't decided yet. But you got, I had to have a boxing movie. Ali was good. Hurricane was good. Hurricane um, was really good, but I feel like that wasn't around sports. It wasn't exactly. Like- so if I have to put a boxing movie in there, to me, it just had, I mean, the fighter was good. Um, Cinderella Man is good. Cinderella Man was good. There's a lot of good boxing movies. Raging, Raging Bull is good. Raging, there's so many good ones. Exactly. So there's a lot of boxing movies I could have put in there, but to me, I had to put uh, Rocky, just Rocky one. Now, my last one. I went through some movies that I really liked a lot. Invincible, because it was the Philadelphia Eagles movie with Mark Wahlberg. I thought about that. I couldn't do that. Um, what's that what movie? Was that movie with, uh, what was that movie with Tony Danza where he was like the kicker? He tried out to be like the kicker for the Eagles? No. he tried. Wait, what? What movie is that? There's a, there's, a, there's a movie with Tony Danza where he tried out to be like a kicker for the oh, Eagles. Oh, no. See, Vince Papali was a better story to me. That was a real <laughs> beautiful story. So I thought about that. I thought about putting, uh, what's that movie? Uh, I thought about putting White Man Can't Jump in my top five. Good movie. Do it. I thought about putting Adam Sandler with uh, the Not Happy Gilmore, the football movie. Uh, the Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. Thought about that one too, because I really did like that movie. But the original one though. The original one's not better than the second one. I mean, the, better, the, the latest one had Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, Nelly. Chris Rock, I mean, that it had a cast. It was, it was very relatable to us. I like that. Exactly. But do you know what movie I'm gonna put? I'll put? I'll probably put Any Given Sunday in my top five as well. Okay. Because Al Pacino's speech. Al Pacino's speech is Al really Pacino's good. speech, I can listen to whenever. Whenever. So, uh, Remember the Titans and uh, Friday Night Lights, however you want to put it. Coach Carter. Any given Sunday and uh Rocky. Rocky. Okay. My top five. <laughs> I think that's a really good list. Yeah. Uh any given Sunday came in at six for me. Okay. And then Raging Bull, right? I after. like I like replacements too with uh <laughs> that was yeah. a funny one though. There's there's some like the natural. That's a that's a great base. It's old, miracle. Miracle. Miracle, you could have put that in there. Like Space Jam is still the, my favorite movie of all time. So if we if we're allowed to consider that in this list, Space Jam takes precedence over all of them. But I can't put Rocky. I can't put Love and Basketball on my top five. I'm sorry. That was a, a good love movie. story. It is. It's a good movie though. Jesus Shuttlesworth. I thought about that one. Above the Rim. I thought about that one as well. Above um, the Rim is good as well. I, actually, I, I mean, I could make a case for that one too, but. I'm I'm happy with my five. I'm happy with my five. I had a I had a pick, so I have two movies. I have two movies with Denzel in it. What's the other one besides Remember the Titans? He got game. Oh, he got game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are my two, man. I, well, one Denzel's like probably one of my. He probably is my favorite actor of all time. But that, you think, think Denzel? Who would you? Never mind. We're not we're not gonna have this discussion today. We're not gonna have this discussion. You I know, a movie I've never seen. Hmm. Rudy. Man, just is it good? It's a good movie. I, I don't like Notre Dame, so I made it a purpose as a kid to never watch that movie. I don't like it either, but 
for like the tryhards that work hard to try and be on a football team and yeah. it's a good story but you know it's just like a mid it's like a midwestern movie midwesterners just love that movie i'm from the midwest i'm from detroit but I, i'm a michigan fan first yeah i'm a michigan fan first anything to do with notre dame i didn't want no parts of i was like who he went to where no i'm good <laughs> so. yeah man this, this is a lot like blue chips you know you got to blue see Shaq and have you ever watched hoop dreams that like that documentary one That's the, so that was the number one i looked on like a bunch of websites and they said that was the greatest sports movie ever but it's a doc it's a doc that's the difference really good if it wasn't a doc i put that in my t- hoop dreams was amazing to me like it was it was beautiful but i just i, I decided not to put it in my top five. i love i love who dreams a lot hoosiers is another good one too i mean there's so many movies but well like i i think i think our lists are pretty good i think i think they're really i think they're better than stephen a's to my opinion i i just don't like how stephen a stephen a couldn't have uh he put love and basketball in his top five I just I can't. His top five had like three in it. I can't but love it. Basketball. Are we serious yeah. right now? <laughs> love it. Basketball. But here's here's how I measure a movie. Like, is there sports related stuff in it? And yes, there was. There was the showing of, you know, the father being a professional basketball player, the son just not being as good. Yeah. Uh, the girl being better than the son going overseas, not being respected. And then coming to the WNBA and becoming a star in the W, like that's there's basketball. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute though. I don't want a cute movie in my top five. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I agree. I agree. It's out of my top five. Yeah, it's probably yeah, in my it's, top it's ten. Too cute for me. <laughs> but I felt like he got game. Would is it one and two for me are interchangeable? I could have. Uh, I could have made that. that game. I just. If you look at that movie, it's so great on the power that it has on a number one prospect and the pressure he has on so many things. Yeah. He had pressure to go to school. He had pressure to live up to his father's expectations. He had pressure to, you know, live up to his name. Well, he didn't even know what his name came from. Were you a, yeah. were you a big Ray Allen fan at the time when it came out? Like, I don't, he I like was, like UConn. You, you like UConn, right? Yeah, no, but yeah. but I it was supposed to be, that, that story is loosely based off of Stephon Marbury. And that's who was supposed to be the casted for that was Stephon Marbury. Then he interviewed both Ray Allen and Kobe Bryant for it, and he went with Ray Allen. I knew about. I knew he so, interviewed Kobe. Yeah, so I I was happy with it. I thought everything was acted perfectly in it. You get to see the same rotation of typical actors in Spike Lee movies, and it, it was great, man. It was it was good. So our top five. Like I said, I think they're better than. Steve you know, it was a good one, a good one from like the '90s. Cool Runnings, cool with running. the Jamaican bobsled team. Very, very comedy esque, but but very good too. I like that one. I like that one. I'm looking so, at these, yeah, Little Giants. I like that movie. That's a kid movie. So like many. Mike with Bow Wow. They're I like so that good. movie too. <laughs> so those are our top five. Uh, let's wrap it up. Let's run them the rundown where they can find us at uh, Twitter at Fair underscore Weather Pod. IG, Facebook, YouTube, The Fairweather Podcast. You can find us there, stream us there, listen to, uh, see the visuals if you'd like as well. Uh, and wherever you subscribe to podcasts at, you're going to find us there as well. If you like MySpace, if you like Tinder, whatever, bro, we're all over the damn place. <laughs> Go Phillies opening day. I got us winning 87 games this year, missing the playoffs because we're not that good, but hey, whatever. It is, it is opening day. We didn't talk about opening day. We didn't talk about Final Four. We'll get to that probably on the next episode, so hang tight. Uh, we'll discuss it a little bit more in depth, but 
Thank you for listening. Gang, gang. Go Yankees. Go fighting fields, baby.